I started doing yoga to help with my flexibility. But the more I learned, the more I realized how much more the study of yoga has to offer. Yoga has improved my physical and mental health and outlook on life. I feel that yoga can be beneficial for everyone. My mission is to share what I've learned about yoga with all the non-yogis, Joe Sixpacks, and everyday people in a down-to-earth fashion. My name is Luis, and this is the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about going to yoga. If this is your first time, so you want to do yoga, I'm going to talk about a few things. I'm going to talk about mindset, the type of equipment you may need, the types of yoga, where you can go to make it a little bit easier, and just things I've learned along the way to hopefully make this transition a bit easier for you. And if you don't want to try yoga, well, maybe you can share this with someone that's been thinking about it and you know, serve them in that capacity. So the first thing I, you know, my story, I, I went because I've talked about this because I want to do something physical and it was interesting. It was cool. Typically I'm the, for the longest, I was the only guy in there and that made it kind of uncomfortable. And then being the new person at yoga makes things uncomfortable. So I wanted to make this episode for someone like that to make it transition a little bit easier. The first thing I want to talk about is mindset. And this can apply to you know, everything in life, not just yoga, but I feel when we talk about mindset, you have to get your mind right. And there's a few things that I've learned along the way that make my yoga practice a little bit better, right? A little bit more intentional and intention is the best thing. Why am I coming here to do this? And for example, for the longest time I, I worked out and I did health and fitness because I thought something was wrong with me. I felt, you know, I didn't look a certain way. I did it to get the attention of the opposite sex. I, I was, I, I didn't feel good about myself. Right. And that why didn't really, <laughs> didn't really last me. It wasn't a real healthy way of going about it because no matter how much progress I may or may not have made, it was just never enough because I thought something was wrong with me. And fast forward now that that why has evolved into, I want to be healthy and capable and strong so I can be with my family and play with my son and and grow and age relatively well. And what I mean by that is, you know, we're, I'm not really typically really afraid of getting old. It's, it's a part of life, but I am afraid of if I don't stay physical, right? If you don't use it, you lose it. And I don't want any help taking a shit when I'm 80. You know, I want to be able to do those things on my own. And I feel like building those habits now is going to serve me later. They're just investments. And that's kind of, that's my why now. And that serves me way, way better, right? There's nothing wrong with me, but I want to do it because I want to do it to serve myself, my family, and my loved ones. So when you, if you want to try yoga, what is your why, right? Do you want to, is it because you're flexible? Is it because maybe you're like me, something's wrong with me. I want to be more physical because I want to look a certain way or get certain attention. And you really got to dig and ask why, like, you know, they say, ask why five times. And then you'll get to kind of a, the root cause of, why you want this. So, you know, if you want to pursue yoga, really ask why. Why do you want to do this? Because when the time comes when you don't feel like doing this shit, you don't feel like going to class, that why is going to serve you as the motivation. It's like, that's right. I have a reason that's very strong and resonates with me to continue to do this. So that's kind of my first thing. What is your why? The second thing is yoga, there's no such thing as being good at yoga, 
you do it or you don't. And that's kind of something that I've, I've learned for a long time where, you know, guys have said, oh, I would go to yoga, but I'm just not flexible enough. It's like, what? That doesn't make any sense to me. So go to yoga to do the yoga and the flexibility will come. It's like, ah, uh, you know, I want to run a marathon, but I'm just not good at running. Well, well, yeah, you have to put in the work. You have to run to be good at running. Same thing. You have to do, if you want to be flexible, you have to do the thing that's going to make you flexible. And I feel like that really comes from the ego of, ah, how am I going to look in a room full of people that are, I don't know, super flexible and going to be doing back bends and all kinds of crazy shit like that. So, you know, if you feel a certain hesitation, like, ah, I don't want to be the new kid and I get it, it sucks, but you know, you have to go for you. There is no ego when it comes to yoga. It's really how it feels in the body and it's going to be different for absolutely everybody. It's not going to look the same. Someone next to you might be uh, using a lot of props and doing things, not uh, expressing the pose in some kind of Instagram fashion, but they're still feeling that beautiful benefit of yoga. And you can do the same without comparing yourself to another. That's a really big hurdle to come over that um, I, I had to manage is like, oh, this guy next to me is doing, he's twisting a little bit farther. So I'm going to fucking really just try to twist as much for what? Just to serve my ego. And at the, at the end of the day, that's not the intention of the yoga practice. So I like to use this metaphor, analogy, I don't know. And it's chicken wings. You fucking heard me. Chicken wings. I'm going to tie it all together. So you would agree that there are a multitude of chicken wings. Some people like them breaded. Some people like them grilled. Some people like boneless. Some people like them spicy. Some There's just multiple ways you can eat chicken wings. So let's take Yogi A and Yogi B. Yogi A likes his chicken wings, you know, boneless, not very spicy, and he likes them with ranch. Yogi B likes them bone in. He doesn't, he likes them grilled or whatever, and he likes them with blue cheese. Now, on the surface level, right, these things look completely different. But when each person takes a bite of that chicken wing, the, the joy that they have, the, the fulfillment of like, ah, oh, fuck, these chicken wings are so good. It's going to be exactly the same for each person, even though what they're eating looks very, very different. And that's kind of how I see a yoga practice, right? What works for you and what's needed for your body is going to look completely different than someone else. And that's okay because you're there to serve your body, your true self, and not the ego, right? Comparing ourselves to everybody around us. So that's like kind of like the, the mindset part I feel if you tackle that first, if you wrap your head around that first, it's going to make you go into this class a little bit better. It's going to make you enjoy the class a little bit more. So that's, that's the one thing. The next thing is, you know, equipment. Now, I mean, you can invest as much as you want. I, I feel when it comes to investment, the more you put up front, like the more skin in the game you have, right? So if you get like a $5 mat, which is fine, you know, if that's all you can get, Compared to, uh, you know, that's going to be crazy expensive. Let's just say $100. You're probably more prone to do more with that $100 mat. Not because it's better, not because it's fancy and like all the shit, but because you invested more into it. You're like, I'm not letting this shit go to waste. So there's a there's a certain like balance I like to have. You know, you can get a middle of the road mat. It's going to serve you just as well. 
but that's kind of like the thing I would go going into this. What I would say is you got to make an investment. If you, this is something you truly want to pursue and you got to have some skin in the game and that's can be in the, in the, you know, buying something that's kind of, kind of costly. And it's, if you don't use it, it's going to be a reminder of like, Oh fuck, I, I got to use that. Cause uh, I use, I spent a hundred dollars or something on it. So when it comes to mats, right. Uh, Again, you can go to like a five, there's a five below, five dollars. There's mats there. I would suggest something that's at least, you know, five to six millimeter. Um, that's the kind of the thickness of the mat. When it gets really thin, it can be, you know, kind of tough on your knees, uh, depending on what you're practicing on. Um, but yeah, you can get a, a like a, a set for 20 bucks. That's a mat, uh, a block and a strap. And that's going to serve you pretty well. And this kind of goes into, you know, getting the minimum viable product is what's the least amount of stuff you can do or what is the least amount of things you can get that it's going to do the most, the most for you. And, you know, that's a mat. You don't absolutely need blocks, right? Or a strap. You can substitute a lot of things for that if you're practicing at home. If for a strap, you just get a fucking belt or a towel. That's going to serve just as well as a strap would. For yoga blocks, you don't necessarily need them. Um, I would recommend them if you're brand new and, you know, it just kind of helps serve you get into the poses to feel the stimulus that you need in them. You're not going to be hurting yourself. But if you can't, you don't want to make that investment, you can use some books, you know, small trash bins. You can lose a lot of shit. You can, you know, for other things, you can use chairs as well, right? But, you know, I, I would ask, I would suggest you find a balance of making that investment, but not going too over the board with it. So, so I would recommend a mat, a couple blocks, or at least a block. And then the yoga strap, man, yeah, you don't really need that shit. You can just get by with a belt or a towel if you're practicing at home. So you got your equipment, you got your mindset. Now, where to go? Luckily, in 2021, we have a multitude of ways we can practice yoga. And each one has its, its pros and cons, right? So you can go to a yoga studio. So, you know, pros is you have that instruction there and you have the instructor that's going to help you get into poses, suggest some some props if you're, you know, needing some help with that, make adjustments. And I would recommend this, you know, if if you're super brand new to it, um, to do, just go do a few classes and just get the, the framework and see how you feel about it. And there's another thing where it comes to the energy of the class. When you have a room full of people that are, all breathing in and breathing out in the same, you know, in the same pattern and everyone's doing the same thing. The energy in the room is, is very, very different. I went to my first yoga class in fucking over a year because of COVID uh, a few weeks ago. And it was way different than me practicing at home, right? Not, not it's better. It's just a lot different. You feel that energy. And I feel that makes a big difference if you're just starting off into this whole thing. And, you know, the, the, the cons, I guess, is, you have that vulnerability of being the new kid in the class. And, you know, we talked about ego and how it gets in the way. So if you can circumvent that, you, you should be good in a class. The other thing is the time and the cost, right? Drop-ins to a class can range between 15 to 20 $25. And if, you know, that's a lot for you, um, maybe going online and doing something like that, which I'll talk about in a little bit, would be better off. And then there's the time. You know, the classes are about half, you know, about an hour. Hour to ninety minutes, you factor in you know the the drive there, getting there, and the drive home. You're you'd be gone for an hour and a half to two hours, and you know me being a dad, 
I can't fucking, I can't afford that shit anymore. I practice at home for 20, 25 minutes. And if you're a new parent or if you're super busy, that may not be a viable you know, option for you. So there's, you know, there's good and bad about it. And then, you know, when you go to a class, if you do go, just keep in mind that every instructor is going to be different. Every class is going to be different. So, you know, try try on a lot of different classes and instructors. It's just like clothes until you find the right fit of a person that, that flows with you. But if, you know, if studio is not good, there's always YouTube University. And again, pros and cons here. Pros, you can do it anytime. It's just on demand. You can also find many different levels, lengths, and different kinds of yoga, which I'll talk about a few different types you can find. And it's free, right? It's fucking free. In case you might have some ads in there, but whatever. But the the con is, you know, is the instruction. You just have you're just watching this video. It's pre-recorded. You're not going to have that correction and suggestions for for props and things like that, depending on the class you're looking at. So those, those, you can do that as well. But if you want to talk about minimum minimum viable product, you buy your mat, you set your fucking YouTube for a 20 minute yoga practice. Boom, you're doing it. And what's recently come because of uh, COVID is you have online classes now. So a lot of class, a lot of yoga studios are having the in-person class at the same time streaming a, a live class. So you kind of get the bo- the best of both where you can kind of do it at your leisure, right? Depending on the schedule of the, of the studio. And you have that correction because the instructor should be watching you and have any, you know, corrections if they need to give that to you. And from what I've seen, the drop-in rate for online classes or streaming classes are a little bit less than what you would going into an in-person studio class. So that's something you can look at. I would research, you know, yoga studios you have in the area, check out what they cost, um, if they have online classes, and what types of yoga practices they offer. And that's kind of what I'm going to go into this next. Just like there's a bunch of different types of foods. You know, if you, I don't know, fucking a taco here is going to be a lot different than a taco in California, which is going to be different from a taco in New York. There's a lot of different types of yoga, and it really depends on what kind of stimulus do you want. Some people really want to just chill and relax, and other people want to get their body moving. They want to sweat. They want to breathe really good, and that's there's two different classes to completely. So I'm going to talk about a couple different uh, classes you can you can get into. Uh, the first one is probably one of the most popular is a vinyasa. Often you can hear these referred to as like a flow class. And a flow class is you're kind of moving in a pattern, syncing movement with breath. So it'd be like inhale, stand up, exhale, fold forward, inhale, step back. And these classes, I this is probably my favorite class because I like to be able to move my body and breathe and have that sync of, of body and movement and breath and all that sort of stuff. I love it. Um, the good thing about these is it gets your, you know, it gets you sweaty, it gets you breathing, it gets the blood circulating. Um, they can be kind of tough if you're brand new to it. Of course, it's just, you know, you gotta check your ego. You don't have to keep up with the class. You can make the practice your own. So that's kind of a vinyasa flow. Um, typically what you see in uh, ads and things like that, everyone's just kind of moving in all beautifully in sync and that sort of stuff. That's that's uh, vinyasa flow. Then you have a, a hatha, which is kind of like the OG yoga where you do flow from pose to pose, but it's a little slower than a vinyasa and you hold those poses a little bit longer. And I really like this as a beginner because you sitting in the pose really makes you feel the stimulus of it. 
right? Where you're supposed to feel it. And you get to explore your body just a little bit more, right? You get deeper into the stretch and really zone in like the outside world fades away because you're focusing so much on your body while it's in this pose. And it teaches you to, to breathe and relax into the pose where, you know, if you, you know, if you bend over and you're like, (gasps) you got to hold your breath and then do it, you know, doing a half and you're holding this pose, it it allows you to, to breathe and explore that and relax deeper into the pose and kind of help you in that, in that capacity. Uh, Next one that's really popular is, is a yin yoga class, or a lot of times it's restorative. And this is like, if you want to chill, you just want to get a really gentle stretch, a yin uh, restorative class is kind of up your alley. Here you're going to use lots of props. I'm fucking bolsters, blocks, straps, blankets. And it's really just holding these posies in super, super comfy positions. So let's just say you're, you're sitting on your butt, your legs are out in front of you, and they ask you to fold forward. Well, shit, I'm going to get a bolster. I'm going to get a block. I'm just going to kind of hug all this stuff as I fold forward. And you're going to hold that pose for, you know, about two minutes. It's a, it's a long, slow stretch. But when to the end of it, you're super relaxed. It's not a lot of movement. It's just really relaxing, subtle stretches. And it's really good for like meme times or sleepy time. And then you have like power yoga. I think it's called rocket yoga sometimes. So this is like vinyasa on steroids where it's it's not like chill music. It's loud music. The classes are typically heated. It's a lot of movement. Um, I kind of see it as yoga for, for jocks where you really want to get a pump. You want to get a workout. That's power yoga. Um, probably a little bit more advanced. Um, I would recommend, you know, try Hatha or there's typically like beginner vinyasa, beginner flow classes if you want to look into that. That's what I would recommend first. In the restoratives too are always a good time because if you want to relax and just get a gentle stretch on and breathe a little bit, that's also very good too. So those are the things. So we talked about mindset, uh, equipment, where you can go for yoga classes, and then the types of yoga you'll typically see in the area. So a couple of recommendations I have for you of things I've learned along the way. Uh, first recommendation, if you want to do practice at home, I recommend Yoga with Adrian. It's a really popular yoga channel, or excuse me, YouTube channel. Um, she has classes and lengths of all different types. Typically, they're like 20, 25 minutes, um, but they're really good, really gentle. And, you know, she offers very many different levels and types of classes. So I would look into that. If you're going to go to a studio, do your research as best you can. And at the end of the day, you know, fuck it. Just go. It's yoga. It's it's not a huge deal. It's not a competition. You shouldn't have any feelings about it. I'm just it's just something new I'm gonna try and that's it. I don't have to prove shit to anybody while I'm there. I'm just doing this for me and I'm gonna serve myself um, at that capacity. So, you know, it's it sucks to be the new person. So also be kind to yourself. No one's good at the first time to do anything. Be kind, have grace, and have fun. This is this is fucking playtime. You get to explore different movements in your body that you don't typically do. And I feel like that's a really cool thing, right? As adults, we don't have recess anymore, man. We don't play around. And I feel we need to explore that playful side of us as more often. And to me, that's kind of yoga. I get to move my body. Yeah, it can be kind of tough at times. But uh, when I practice by myself, a lot of times it's just like, oh, I wonder if I can move this way and do this. And it's just creates that flow state for me where I move from position to position and see what I can get away with with my with my body at that point. And, you know, what also helps is having a buddy, right? Or having a tribe 
when you're doing this with a group of people or the person that's really close to you, it's a lot easier to stick to these things, right? Because you have that accountability part and you know, hey, I'm not in this by myself. So I would recommend that if you want to try to do it as well. And remember that going back to beginner mindset is, you know, the the 10,000 step journey begins with one single step and to be kind to yourself. This is a process. And that's why they call it a yoga practice because you're there to practice, to get better. And it's going to take time, but eventually you'll make improvements. But at the same time, what you're doing doesn't have to look a certain way. It works different for everybody. Like I said, the chicken wings, man. What works for you may not work for somebody else, and that's okay. You need to focus on how your body feels, how yourself feels, and go from there. So this is a nice little thing for anybody that is interested in trying yoga. It's not scary. Well, I'm not going to lie. It is fucking scary. But it's not scary for the right reasons. You know what I mean? It's it's scary because it's new and it should excite you and make you feel kind of giddy and it, to try these new things. And it shouldn't be scary because, oh, I'm going to fucking look dumb or I'm going to feel. That's all ego, man. Fucking let that shit go. So if you found this helpful, uh, please you know let, send me a message. I uh, really appreciate you guys listening so far. And I will catch you guys next week. Adios.